to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Hello, everyone. Before I get into um, a few of the topics to discuss in this particular episode, I wanted to comment on a story, of course, that happened, I believe, last week, or at least it was sort of mentioned throughout the the media last week, and it's certainly an interesting one, I think, but I have a different take on it, which I just briefly wanted to share. The female student of elementary age, if I'm not mistaken, if not early middle school, but certainly looks um, elementary aged, in Florida, who was suspended apparently for 30 some odd you know, 30 some odd times because she refused to wear a mask in school and then they would suspend her and then she'd go home and then she'd come back and suspend her and blah, 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 blah. At some point, that just becomes a giant game. And I don't know what the parents were really thinking and or doing regarding the constant suspensions. But again, at some point, it just becomes a publicity stunt. I understand the point that's being made, and I and I fully get it. And it could be again, because we don't have the entire full story. I I, I don't think, nor the motives per se that, that are associated with it. But consistently sending a, your your child back to an abusive environment to consistently wear a mask, knowing full well what their response consequence is going to be, um, is just treating the entire thing like a game. And it's not a game. Um, and and again, if that were my child, I wouldn't have done that. Again, I, I don't know if they have lawyers. I don't know if their lawyers said, hey, look, keep sending your daughter as often as possible, and let's see how many times she can get suspended. I just don't think that's the healthiest approach um, to be subjecting a child to that. So again, if they get suspended because they don't want to wear a mask, find another school. Your child clearly seems bright enough and intelligent enough to probably teach herself. She can probably read on her own, probably does with regularity. That's a perfect example as to why she should teach herself. Um, I, I just, I, I don't get it. I don't know why, again, I'm saying this not knowing the entire context. And again, if potentially a lawyer told the family, you know, we need documentation that she's been suspended X amount of times for the same infraction. It really isn't any different in these environments um, for you to show up, trip a student by, you know, giving them a flat tire and stepping on the back of their shoe, and then you get suspended, and then you come back and you do the same thing again, and then you get suspended and over and over and over again. We know that the masks are unconstitutional. We know that the masks are illegal. We know that the masks do more harm. We know that the masks have nothing to do with the transmission of a quote-unquote virus. You inject viruses into your body. And I've been over the immune system before on multiple episodes, but it's then the proximity of said person who has injected poison into their body. The proximity of that person to other people is what makes other people sick. It's not the coughing or sneezing on them. When you cough and sneeze on people, all you're doing is, is potentially spreading bacteria at which case your your body typically gets rid of that without you ever feeling a single symptom. But again, the 30 plus times of being suspended, that's a stunt. So stop, I would say again, not knowing the full context, but stop subjecting your, your child to a stunt 
and just pull them out for their own mental and emotional well-being and get back on some semblance of a normal track of educating them and having them educate themselves. So again, I understand a lot of people click on that and a lot of people tell her, you know, what a hero. And she certainly is from the standpoint that she's sending a message. And I don't want that to be lost in all of this. She's sending a message that I think is is a valuable one. But eventually it gets stale. And then you've got to do something else and you've got to kick it up a notch or you've got to move on to the next level. The easiest way for a child to move on to the next level is to take control of their own life by, again, having parents that are saying, okay, look, we're removing, your, we're removing you and us from this environment because it's unhealthy and we're never going back. That's the easiest next step for her to make and their family to make, I think. Again, not knowing the entire context, but that's, that's my point. If I say too much more about it, I'll just keep rambling. But yeah, again, good for her. She clearly has more courage than a lot of her peers. And, uh, you know, her parents are at the very least not letting her go, I hope, anymore. But again, yeah, it's, uh, it, it runs its course eventually is, is my overall point. Here's the next thing I wanted to cover, and this comes from Michelle Malkin's um, Gab account here. But it says, again, if you can recall the particular school that was taping masks to at least one child's face, um, potentially they've been doing it to more children as well. But it, it says this, it says, update, Chinook Trail Middle School in Colorado Springs, Colorado, admits teachers pressured kids to tape masks to faces. Issues weak apology. I've also obtained audio of principal telling Riley's mom today that discipline of abusive teachers will remain secret and the masking tape tyrants remain in the classroom. And I'm going to read this particular letter apparently that the administration sent out to the parents within that district. And again, it shouldn't shock anybody because again, these K-12 systems are closed systems. They are judge, jury, and executioner on their own as much as they possibly can be, and they think that they are above the law. The lawsuits should be flooding that school district from district court, without a doubt. And the affidavit templates exist everywhere. You fill them out line by line. On this day, this happened. On this day, this happened, and then this was their action. And then, of course, you're asking the district to basically say that you're wrong and prove that you're wrong. If they can't prove you're wrong, then, well, you've got them. You've got them right where you want them. So the letter reads like this. It says, Dear 642 Parents Guardians, Teaching and serving your children are a privilege, and we do not take that lightly. Your students' safety and learning are our top priorities, and we are terribly sorry for the disruption this has caused. It doesn't sound like you are. Uh, it continues. It was never our intent to cause anxiety, fear, confusion, or physical or emotional harm. Think about that for a minute. That one sentence. They didn't think that taping masks on children's faces so that they wouldn't fall off was not going to cause anxiety, fear, confusion, or physical or emotional harm. Yeah, I actually wrote about this briefly in, in my latest Substack article on the American Classroom, which I'll get to here in a minute. It's, it continues, it says, Our greatest desire was to keep students in our classrooms and prevent quarantines due to COVID 
exposure. Again, masks have nothing to do with it. To follow district policy and keep students engaged with in-person learning, our team made a mistake in our methods. It's more than a mistake. Filling out the wrong date on a check, that's a mistake. This is, this is an intentional. This is a giant intentional. It then says, quote, please accept our deepest and most heartfelt apologies. I love too, and I've always said this, <clears throat> I've even written about this if I'm not mistaken in, in books I've written, but the pseudo-apology is, is standard procedure for American K-12 schools and universities. They do it all of the time. And they'll use the word apology in their apology. I apologize. No, see, an apology is as you say you're sorry. It's, quote, I'm sorry. That's an apology. It's not, we apologize if someone was uncomfortable during this time where we were gagging children. We're sorry if it was misinterpreted or we apologize if it was misinterpreted. No, 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 no. No, this is, giant, uh, this is just a giant intentional. It continues, it says, we can only imagine how the past three weeks have felt for each of you. For us, it has been a time of deep reflection. Of course it is. Every moment is a moment of deep reflection for these Marxists. As a team, we made a decision that was not best for our students, so multiple people were involved in this. This was a multi-tiered decision-making body that said the best way is to tape or tie masks to people's faces, children's faces. It says, we will learn from this situation and move forward. We will strive to do better and always do what is best for kids. Our team shares a deep love, respect, and responsibility for your child and their well-being. No, they don't. And then it says, we look forward to returning to normal and continuing along this learning journey with your family, with our humblest apologies. CTMS Team 642. The answer to all of that is a big fat no. They haven't strived to be better. If this were done in 2019, these teachers and administrators would be in jail. They would be in jail. All of this is inexcusable. All of it. No one can justify any of this mask wearing, let alone the tying of it on people's faces. Now, I, I mentioned this in my latest Substack article on the American Classroom. Substack, which is again titled The Degeneracy of American Education. There is a, and I, I firmly believe this, there is a unfortunate sexual slant regarding the mask wearing. We know that the mask wearing has a lot to do with, of course, slavery, servitude, compliance, and bondage. There are so many sick MRFers in American K-12 schools, male and female, straight and gay, that are probably getting off on enjoying watching minors, boys and girls, walk around with masks on. They're enjoying this. And they've been enjoying it the entire time. So the question that people have to start asking themselves is this, not whether or not what I just said is plausible. It's very plausible. But what are the proclivities of the individuals making these decisions within school districts? Do they lean one, one way or another sexually? Is it possible that they would have 
quote unquote, I would say, sexual perversion as a possible motivation for continuing to have minors wear masks? Is that a possibility in an American K-12 school? Of course it is. Of course it is. You should ask yourself that. I've made my determination, and my determination is yes, because it's a long historic pattern that does exist. And when you take an environment, as, as we've said in the past, that is predominantly female, but also has a proclivity for hiring gay men, when you when you have all of the when you have those dynamics together in an environment with minors who are now wearing masks for technically no reason whatsoever what is now the reason that they're wearing them they're not wearing them for for um illness prevention so what are the other sort of deep seated sick reasons as to why adults love watching children wear masks and of course, they would deny it. Of course, they would deny it. There's no way in hell they would ever admit to such a thing. They would never admit to such a perversion. But who would? What perverse individual would say openly, out loud, publicly, oh yes, we enjoy it because this falls in line with our own degeneracy? They would never admit it. But ladies and gentlemen, that's what's happening now. It's kicked up to another level. And I would just encourage people, again, you don't have to spend too much time thinking about it, but because it's clearly uncomfortable, but it's one of those things that is probably taking place. Somebody's enjoying this in their own, again, sick, perverse way, but it's completely inappropriate. And again, that's putting it mildly. So with that aside, here's another one I wanted to go over. Again, this one comes across the radar. You got to grab onto this one and you got to hold onto it tightly too. And it's this, and it comes from the Washington Examiner. As soon as this, there we go. Uh, it says Michigan Township closes schools due to staff having negative reaction to COVID 19 booster. Ladies and gentlemen, the school district is boosting themselves. So apparently they didn't hear me talk in a school board meeting, apparently they weren't listening. I know that what I said in that school board meeting made the rounds. I know it did. I know somebody came across it. They should have just hung on for the for, for you know that one part where I said if you if you get a booster shot you'll die. I wasn't kidding. It's already happened. And now we have again school districts closing down. Here's one of them that's made the Washington Examiner. It should only make you wonder how many more have done this very thing. That's the real question. How many more are closing down because their teachers are out because they are sick, ill, or dying as a result of the booster jabs? It says this, quote, A Michigan township said schools would be closed on Monday after several staff members had a negative reaction to the COVID-19 booster shot. Negative reaction is in quotes. I love that. Saginaw Township Community Schools posted an announcement on the homepage of its website noting that due to being understaffed, Schools in the district would be closed on Monday, affecting after-school programs and child care. Quote, a large number of our staff had a negative reaction to the COVID booster shot given at a voluntary clinic over the weekend, the notice said. There is a substitute teacher's staff shortage throughout the state, further complicating the availability to cover those absences. So they're now admitting it's statewide, or they're using the state 
as an excuse, which local, you know, local entities commonly do that. Well, the state's having a problem. That's why we're having a problem. It could be that they're the only ones having a problem. It's unlikely, but they always lean on the state as their, as their excuse, as sort of their limp punching bag. Uh, it continues, STCS said in a Facebook post Monday afternoon that parents of the students were contacted as quickly as possible on Sunday about the decision. The school board meeting scheduled for Monday evening was slated to still take place according to a notice on the STCS website to where their Twitter account said the following, or Facebook rather. A large number of our staff had negative reactions to the COVID booster shot given at a clinic over the weekend, resulting in absences today, Monday. As you might be aware, there is already a substitute teacher staff shortage throughout the state of Michigan, further complicating the availability to cover those absences. Please note, we notified parents as quickly as possible as we could yesterday. Thank you for your understanding, blah, 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 blah. It continues and wraps up here. It says, booster shots have been approved by the federal government for adults who received the COVID-19 vaccine from Pfizer, BioNTech, Moderna, or J&J. Quote, these recommendations are another example of our fundamental commitment to protect as many people as possible from COVID-19. The evidence shows that there are three COVID-19 vaccines authorized in the United States are safe, as demonstrated by the over 400 million vaccine doses already given. Yeah, but how many of them are dead? 400 million vaccine doses already given. Many have taken two. So that's 200 million recipients, give or take. Some have taken three now. How many of them are ill and or dead? See, they're not... Everybody's fine. No one's dying. That's, they're consistently rolling that line out as if it's truth when clearly it's not. And it says this, can't make this up, and they are all highly effective in reducing the risk of severe disease, hospitalization, and death, even in the midst of the widely circulating Delta variant. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky said in an October 21st statement, CT... STCS did not respond to the Washington Examiner's request for comment. Of course they didn't. They're closed systems. They don't care what the Washington Examiner thinks. They don't want their bad news getting out and about for everybody to hear. Now, speaking of Rochelle uh, Walensky, let's give her a listen because she has a bit of a Freudian slip, or as I referred to it on Gab, a glitch in the matrix. Know our death rates are too high. Here's what we know: we know that the people who are dying from this vac- from this uh, disease are 11-fold more likely to pass if they are un. Let's play that again. We know that the people who are dying from this vac- from this uh, disease are 11-fold more likely to pass. One more time. We know that the people who are dying from this vac- from this uh, disease are 11-fold more likely to pass if they are un. 11 times more likely to pass away if we haven't been vaccinated. The the medical malfeasance here and the criminality is so thick that they can't possibly get away with this. It's too obvious. It's too obvious for so many of us. It's just way too obvious. I'll tell you what, watching her 
in an orange jumpsuit with shackles is going to be very, very fun to watch. It just is. I know that that's kind of sick, but I'll tell you what, she's the sick one. And that's very, very disturbing. To consistently put out these audio and video messages, even with the Freudian slip where her eyes close and her head shakes, like, oh, I didn't mean to say vaccine deaths. I meant, uh, I meant COVID deaths. Yeah, 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 that's it, COVID deaths. Even in doing all of that, the absolute socio and psychopathology that is tied up in both her and her cohorts are, I mean, it's just, it's incalculable. You can't possibly measure it on some kind of a graph. They're off the chart psychos here. Off the chart psychos. So, speaking of an off the chart psycho, nice little segue. Allegedly, allegedly, uh, Gavin Newsom, allegedly, has allegedly suffered some kind of a uh, adverse reaction to the booster jab. Allegedly. So this comes from the Defender, which is the Children's Health org. Rather, Governor Newsom injured by Moderna booster shot. Source tells the Defender, and this is making the rounds. Uh, the subsection says the following: A source close to California Governor Gavin Newsom today told the Defender. The governor experienced an adverse reaction to the Moderna COVID vaccine he received October 27th, the last day he was seen in public. And it continues, quote, a source close to Governor Gavin Newsom today told the defender that he experienced an adverse reaction to the Moderna COVID vaccine he received October 27th. The source who asked not to be identified says Newsom's symptoms were similar to those associated with with Guillain-Barre syndrome, GBS, a known side effect of many vaccines. GBS is a neurological disorder in which the body's immune system mistakenly attacks part of its peripheral nervous system. The network of nerves located outside of the brain and spinal cord and can range from a, a very mild case with brief weakness to paralysis to leaving the person unable to breathe independently. The governor has not been seen in public, since he was photographed October 27th getting his COVID booster. Now, what I find interesting about this, and I suppose I, I could finish reading the entire thing, but I'm going to move on here. I find it interesting that he would actually take it. I mean, is it possible? Is it, is it really possible that even the evil people here who are mixed in with this? Because again, I've seen some um, Australian politicians receive it and then suffer adverse reactions. One, one female sticks out in my mind, um, again, Bell's palsy. In fact, I think there were at least, there was another, um, I could be getting the location wrong, but there was another, uh, British, um, government official individual who also, again, Bell's palsy, paralysis on one side of the face. Is it possible that the very evil that's pushing this on people has absolutely no idea what this is doing to humans until they themselves suffer the reaction? I mean, I, I, uh, I don't know. Is it possible that Gavin Newsom was purposely poisoned, that he thought he was just going to be receiving a saline shot for the cameras uh, in an effort to wrangle as many people as, as, as he could into getting these, these poison jabs and these poison boosters? 
So I don't know. And then apparently his Newsom's wife uh, put out some tweet saying, stop making fun of me, blah, blah, blah. Some people just spend time with their families, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know. A story like this making the rounds the way that it did, that's that'd be one hell of a retraction if it ends up not being true. So again, I don't know. I just think it's interesting. And, you know, would it shock me? Of course not. I think what shocks me more, as I just said, is that I can't believe politicians are actually taking these because we know that many of them aren't. Again, we've seen the footage of the fake shots being given to a number of different people. But uh, yeah, that's, that's just one example, I think. Here's another one. And I found this one incredibly fascinating because, again, it ties in with things I've brought up in the past, things I've publicly said. And, the, again, the information is continuing to roll out, and it's not rolling out in a, in a positive direction. Um, positive for, for those of us who, again, have been trying to warn people about this for a very long time, but not positive for the people who continuously take it. And again, I can't help but think of, again, some of this video footage that I'm seeing of these children in New York City and in the New York area and other schools receive these jabs. And then, you know, one particular footage, you know, one of them receives a jab and she just says, well, it wasn't that bad. And I thought to myself, oh, damn it. She's going to think it was that bad when she tries to have kids later in life and she can't, assuming she makes it that long. This is, this is the horrific part of all of this. Um, so this comes from the expose.uk and it's titled CDC scientists admit they did manipulate study data to show the COVID-19 vaccines are safe for pregnant women. As researchers discover 91% of pregnancies resulted in miscarriage following COVID-19 vaccination. So I'm going to read through this one. Uh, it says, quote, in July of 2021, the expose exclusively revealed how data had been manipulated by scientists carrying out a real-world study for the CDC to show that COVID-19 vaccines were safe for use during pregnancy, which reminds me, another article was tossed my way by Pfizer. Pfizer's own documentation shows that we are the experiment, that humans are the experiment. They're giving you experimental doses. I mean, it's in their own title. It's in the title of these doses. Every human is the experiment here. The experiment is taking place in real time. Why else would they be giving it to zoo animals, for Christ's sake? So it continues. Quote, The authors claim that the number of people to suffer a spontaneous abortion miscarriage during the study was 104 out of 827 completed pregnancies, equating the risk of miscarriage at 12.6%, 7 to 12% lower than the risk of miscarriage in the general population. However, our analysis provided that these numbers were extremely misleading due to the fact that the 827 completed pregnancies, 700, by 86% of the women had received a dose of either the Pfizer or Moderna COVID-19 vaccine during the third trimester of pregnancy, meaning it was impossible for them to suffer a miscarriage due to the fact that they can only occur prior to week 20 of a pregnancy. This meant that just 127 women received either the Pfizer or Moderna COVID-19 vaccine during the first or second trimester, with 104 of those 127 women sadly losing their baby. Therefore, the rate of incidence of miscarriage was 82%, not 12.6% as presented in the findings of the study. 
and the authors of the study have since admitted that they made a mistake. Again, failing to fill out the correct date on a check on January 1st is a mistake. This is an intentional. It continues. Issuing a correction six months too late because the study has been used to justify COVID-19 vaccination of pregnant women and new, and new mothers around the world. It says, but now two researchers from New Zealand have reanalyzed the study and called for countries to halt the administer of COVID-19 vaccines to pregnant and breastfeeding women immediately due to the extremely concerning findings. The correction resolves some of the issues, but there are still more, according to Dr. Simon Thornley, a senior lecturer at the University of Auckland's Section of Epidemiology and Biostatistics and Dr. Alicia Brock, another researcher in New Zealand. And it continues on and on and on. Again, statistical manipulation, even in education research, is arguably the easiest thing to do. As I've even said, statistic manipulation is so easy, it's less than a centimeter away from one another on a keyboard. The 9 and the 0 are right next to each other. Is it 90% or is it 0%? Oops, I guess I just typed in 0%. Well, we'll call it a mistake later. It's a giant intentional, and we all know that. Those of us, again, that have been paying attention to this from the start, we are well aware. Now, there's a few more things here I want to cover, and before I do, I, or b- before I get into these last two articles, I want to I want to m- mention this. This is this is important, in particular now that the rollout has begun for five to eleven year olds with these poisonous, deadly jabs. Um, I want to give a shout out again to Vanessa Hurst because back in August, I believe it was, she published an article on the American Classroom Substack, warning parents that when you sign off on those consent forms and those medical consent forms, there are hidden lines in there that essentially say, well, if we can't get a hold of you, then we can inoculate your child. Um, Now more than ever, again, she was ahead of the curve, and that's putting it mildly, but now more than ever, you'd better make sure that your child knows, if you're still sending your child to said environments, that they not ever accept any shot of any kind ever. Um, you, you've, you've got you've to stay on top of this. Again, there are now probably countless American schools doing this without, without parental consent. Is it making the mainstream media? No. Will it ever? Probably not. The one story, again, of the, of the two children showing up at a Walgreens with their mother and being given what they thought was a flu jab when, in fact, it, it was the COVID jab, and now they're both, you know, they both now have permanent heart disease, which will lead to their death. That hardly made the national news. They buried that as quick as possible. The rollout of this is already happening in Australia as well, in particular New South Wales. So it's going on. The question is, is don't stop and think for a minute that it's not happening where you live or where you send your children. It could be. It very well could be. Again, there's a jab bus showing up off of school hours, of course, on a Saturday at a local high school here. 
I don't think they're going to be performing or engaging in any example of informed consent or providing informed consent for anyone who shows up to receive these deadly uh, reproductive organ-destroying, heart-destroying, life-destroying jabs. I just don't think that that's going to be the case. So, yeah. Make sure that you're on top of the paperwork for your child and that you're paying attention to all of the the small print and the fine print. Frankly, when it comes to medical anything, all you should really have to do is send in your own letter that says, under no circumstance do you give any shot or vaccine of any kind to my child ever. And if they are ill, you contact me at this phone number or this other parent at this phone number and then this phone number third. That's all that really has to happen. But again, these school nurses, they're, on, they're, they're somewhere else. They're in another universe somewhere else. I, I don't know what they're thinking by encouraging children to take these or even willfully dishing them out. Um, there's just no informed consent. And that's the worst part of this entire thing. So, again, sort of speaking of informed consent, and a giant societal oopsie-poopsie, if I can put it that way. This comes from MSN.com, and it's titled, NBA, National Basketball Association, Issues League-Wide Mandate Requiring COVID-19 Booster Shots. Not kidding at all. It says, quote, the league has begun promotion of booster shots as it moves to control the situation. The NBA advises all to take the booster shot. On Sunday, the NBA issued a statement advising all players, coaches, and referees to receive booster shots against the coronavirus. Special attention was given to individuals who have received the single-dose Johnson & Johnson vaccine as the pandemic continues to tax both society and sport. The league has been working alongside the National Basketball Players Association to encourage those who received the single-dose vaccine more than two months ago to have the booster administered. You can't, you can't possibly make up this level of stupidity. This is, this is Mario Brothers level 9 stupidity. And level 9 doesn't even exist. I mean, you're, you're in a different green tube that spits you out into level nine and everybody just looks around and goes, what? Level nine? It's supposed to end with level eight and then return back to level one. This is, this is crazy. They're killing off their own, they're, they're destroying their entire company. They're killing off all of their players now. And they're fine with it. It makes the Kyrie Irvings look like the Nikola Teslas of the world, does it not? I mean, seriously, this is absolutely crazy. I can't, I can't believe I'm actually reading this. Um, here's a tweet from Sam's something. I can't even pronounce that last name. Won't even try. NBA informed teams today that all players who received the J and J vaccine at least two months ago will be subjected to a game day testing, game day testing. Uh, beginning December 1st, if they do not receive the additional booster shot. My God. The move comes on the back of an advisory from the league's public health and infectious disease experts. I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. Uh, I'm going to keep going here. I'm going to keep reading this and then I'm going to, I'm going to jump in. It says, in addition 
In addition, it is understood that the booster recommendation also was made to those who received the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine at least six months ago. This is, this is getting funnier. According to the report, to reported news, uh, the league is calling for those who have been given the Johnson & Johnson vaccine to seek a Pfizer or Moderna booster. Uh-oh, now they're mixing and matching. This is a bad game of memory. And match the card. This is horrible. Uh, let's see. While those who receive the Vi Pfizer or Moderna vaccine could choose whatever booster is available. There you go. It's just pick and choose now. Stick your hand in the bowl and pull out whatever you want and just jab it right into your body. This is how <laughs> this is how insane this has gotten. It's just nuts. Put your hand in the fishbowl, pull out the piece of paper. What does it say you have to take? Oh, that one? Well, in the arm you go. It's that simple now. It's that dumb. That's how that's how little thinking is taking place. My in, my injection into this is is simple. The person at the top who was ultimately responsible for engaging in this medical malpractice and medical malfeasance is is not just again the federal government at the federal level. It's every individual within all of these leagues. You're talking about the commissioner, their medical professionals, their lawyers, who are who are forcing this on players, the players' union the players themselves. They're all going to be in on this. They're all in on it. In particular, again, the administrative level, not necessarily the players. They have free will. They can, they can quit. They can retire. They can say, nowhere in my contract does it, did it say that I had to do this. They get to leave, but who doesn't get to ex uh, uh, basically escape the news are the commissioners and, and the health quote-unquote professionals who exist within these organizations. Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, pick a sport, tennis, it doesn't matter. They're all going to get wrangled up in this. None of them can escape the news. None of them. This is absolutely horrific. It continues, it says, quote, in light of the news, there are some teams which have already begun the process of planning for players to receive booster shots once they become available. Uh, incidentally, there have in fact been a smaller number of previously vaccinated NBA players who have tested positive this season for COVID-19 and entered the league's health and safety protocols. One such player is Tobias Harris of the Philadelphia 76ers. Speaking on the player's condition, 76ers coach Doc Rivers gave an update. He's doing okay, but not great, honestly. It hit him for sure. Rivers said last week. A lot of guys have had this, and they are mad like, what the hell, I'm fine. Tobias is not in that category right now, I can tell you that. Yeah, bro, because you're the coach, and you're pushing this on people too. You're not going to be able to escape the news either. We are watching the absolute destruction of biblical proportions here for all of these just bread and circus organizations. I think it's amazing. I think it's horrible that people are poisoning themselves to play a little round ball. I think that's pretty dumb. Um, like I've said in the past, if this ever came down, the mask wearing alone ever came down when I was a school teacher, it would have been game over. There's no way in hell I ever would have maintained being a school teacher, even for one day. If someone said, Sean, you can't come back to the classroom unless you wear a mask, I'd say, fire me. 
because I'm going to keep coming back until you fire me. Sean, we're placing you on administrative leave. And then I would have said, so I get to stay home and you're going to pay me. And well, well, we're just going to move toward your termination. And that would have been it. I would have eventually, they would have eventually fired me and I'd have been 100% fine with it. Going along with this, again, is going along with your own slavery it's, and, you, and your own destruction, just the complete erosion of individual rights. It's amazing. It absolutely astounds me. Now, I want to end on a good note here, and here's a really cool article that breaks down the business and importance of homeschooling. Very cool article. In fact, I'm going to link this in the description below as it's very long, and I'm not going to read the entire thing, but I am going to bounce around and just make a few points here or read a few of their points, which again are fantastic. This comes from admissionsly.com, and yes, I said that right. Um, okay, here we go. It says, quote, as the name indicates, homeschooling means when the parents opt to provide home-based education to their kids, which by the title uh, is Homeschooling Statistics Breakdown by the 2021 Numbers. It says, this is a traditional practice, but over the last few years, it's become a fast-growing mainstream education in the U.S. and other nations around the world, such as France, Japan, U.K., South Korea, Russia, etc. In spring of 2019, in the U.S., the grade K-12 through students constituted 2.5 million children who opted for homeschooling just in that one year, just in the spring of 2019, one year before the old COVID nonsense. It continues, it says, if we observe the trend in the last few years, there's an annual homeschooling growth rate of 2 to 8%. However, that has been a significant, there has been a significant increase in those figures from 2019 to 2021. By the end of 2020, about 9 million Americans said they had attended homeschool at some point in their lives. There are numerous reasons why families opt for homeschooling, such as a lack of of their children's progress in traditional schooling, the difference in religious and educational philosophies, lack of satisfaction with the traditional educational methods, etc. In this article, we will explore homeschooling facts and their various aspects in detail. Now, there's just a few, few sections here that... Um, I want to read. Here's one. It says homeschoolers were seen to have an average standardized test score of 87th percentile as per the National Home Education Research Institute's study. Compared to this, the scores of those going to public school was only 50th percentile in certain subjects. Generally, standardized tests are not the best method of gauging a student's academic performance. That is true. That is very true. However, if you simply take out all of the distraction and the stranglehold that exists in a public school environment and you take a child into a quiet environment, it's inevitable that they will learn more in a shorter amount of time. That's been proven time and time again. A child who reads, for example, on their own, quietly, in a room, by themselves, will read faster, fluent, more, more fluently, and for full-blown comprehension, as opposed to if you add another student sitting next to them who is also engaging in the exact same task, they're immediately distracted. They know that they are there, and that presence distracts them. You add a third student, a fourth, a fifth, the distraction increases. The likelihood of comprehension decreases. Again, none of this is actual brain surgery. 
It's remarkably simple. Next one says homeschooled students graduated college at a rate of 66.7%. A study led by Michael Kogan by the University of St. Thomas revealed that the homeschooling graduation statistic is t- statistics is 10% higher than that of students who graduate from public schools. Homeschoolers are, th- are 15 to 30% more than students in public schools in standardized test academic achievement exams. Um, this is the line with the reports from the National Home Education Research Institute in 2015. It shows that introspective of the parents' educational level and financial level, homeschoolers can score well. And it continues. Family income, religion and locale, statistics by state. There's a couple of uh, states that it lists here, which is interesting, I think, a few of them. It says in New Jersey, parents do not need to let anyone know about their decision to homeschool their children. They don't even have to produce any kind of proof at any time explaining that kids, that their kids were homeschooled. That's nice. That's good. Freedom. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, Florida has strict regulations on homeschooling. It says parents look for adults who can instruct their children in Sunshine State. Students don't need to spend definite hours for homeschooling, whether it be inside or outside their homes. And then it says in Virginia, homeschooling was legalized in 1984. This was after the efforts of certain groups and the Home Educators Association of Virginia. Recent recent statistics of 2018 in Virginia show that 37,000 K-12 students opted for homeschooling. Homeschoolers in college statistics. Homeschoolers score better in exams like the ACT and SAT compared to public schoolers as per the NHERI. 2.5 million homeschoolers were at college in spring of 2019. And it just continues. More and more reasons to homeschool, more and more statistics, more and more of everything. And it's beautiful. Benefits of homeschooling, a giant list. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a great article. Again, share this with anybody who is on the fence about homeschooling. Well, they're not going to be socialized. Oh God, they're not going to be socialized. Well, you know, getting pantsed in the locker room and being tipped upside down and swirled in the toilet, you know, it's a rite of passage. We all just have to experience that at least once in our life. And no, I haven't experienced that. But my point is, is that we've you know we've just got to shake people out of the old way of thinking the old way of thinking is creating the same exact result let's change things up let's change things up let's leave these abusive environments that are masking children for their own sexual perverse reasons how about that let's do it it can be done ladies and gentlemen because if they can read they can teach themselves and one final note here. This comes from Disclosed TV. Absolutely hilarious. And I can smell the panic, and you can smell the panic. So listen to this. It says, quote, Just in, Pfizer CEO, people who spread misinformation on COVID-19 vaccines are criminals, says CNBC. And apparently they said that on CNBC. Speaking with D.C.-based think tank Atlantic Council, Pfizer CEO Borla said that millions who, quote, spread misinformation on the vaccines are, quote, criminals and have cost, quote, millions of lives. 
I love it. Can't you just smell the panic? On television, telling us, critical thinkers, critical thinkers, the literate, that we are actual criminals and have cost millions of lives. Oh, like I said the last episode, the humble pie and the crow, even this guy's not going to escape the news. He just won't. They'll all end up getting it. So, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, have a great day, and I'll catch you on Friday. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless.